Welcome to You Have Real Estate with attorney Justin Clark. Welcome to another edition of You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Thank you for spending some of your weekends here with us. If you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just looking to buy or sell a home, this show is for you. This next 30 minutes is designed to take you through many, many open houses, all from your living room, with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions whatsoever, give us a call, 407-205-0400, or visit youhavepower.com. Dot com. You know, a really important issue that came up this week that I wanted to address with you, and, and it makes me a little bit nervous as well. There's one very important document throughout the entire buy or sale process when it comes to your real estate that gets overlooked sometimes, and that's called the pre-approval letter. This can be a very damaging letter at times, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Think about it. Think about if you're a buyer and you have a buddy who owns a mortgage company down the road who says, I'll give you a pre-approval letter, no problem. So you go put an offer in on a house. Your family's excited. Your wife is so happy with you. You put a deposit down on that house, right? Now, what, 20, 30 days down the road, your buddy says, oh, you know, I didn't really meant you qualified. I just meant, hey, I'll give you a pre-approval letter so you can go looking for a house. Now, here's what you're dealing with. Now you're dealing with a very upset family. You're probably upset yourself. And guess what? You're out that deposit. Maybe even you could get sued. So before you go out there looking for a house, you need to talk to a reputable mortgage broker or a reputable mortgage lender who is really going to make sure that you are actually approved before you disappoint yourself, your family, and lose money. From a seller perspective, the pre-approval letter is incredibly important as well. I mean, you're looking to sell your house. You're looking to make some money. This is the biggest investment that you have. You don't want to take that house off the market for the next, what, 30, 45 days, only to get to the end of it and the buyer's like, oh, sorry, I don't qualify. Look, maybe you get to keep the deposit, but it's not worth taking your house off the market and going so far down that road with this buyer who never really qualified to begin with. So before you let someone put an offer on your house, you really need to make sure that that pre-approval letter came from somewhere that's a trustworthy source, not just any run-of-the-mill mortgage company whatsoever. If you have questions or you're looking to get a pre-approval letter, give us a call, 407-205-0400, or visit youhavepower.com. I'm joined today by two very, very special guests, good friends of mine. Let's go to you, Ray Lopez, first of all. Ray Lopez, Ray Lopez team. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. It's good It's good yeah. to see you. How's life treating you? I know you opened an office in Gainesville as well. How's that going? Yeah, uh, it's going very well. Um, we are uh, 112 agents strong oh up in Gainesville. Gosh. That's crazy. Um, what's nice is I'm in three locations here in Orlando, and uh, we. It's, it's a really good market, and it's one of the few times in history that it's good to be a buyer or a seller. And we'll talk about that later in the roundtable. Yeah, I noticed that you work under the Ray Lopez team, but it's mm -hmm. also under this umbrella of Keller Williams. As I'm shopping for a real estate agent, how important is that umbrella company, whether it's KW or whether it's Century 21, Caldwell Banker, as I'm really shopping for my agent to buy or sell, how important is that umbrella company? Well, the umbrella company for me, um, when I went, I went from another company to Keller back in 2005, and what Keller afforded me was systems and models to help me take my business from one place to the other. So for me, it was perfect. Everybody's looking for a different company and that feeds their needs, you know, because ultimately that company should sit down with you, whatever company you work for, and do a needs analysis. Right. And whatever you need should fit that for you. And for me, it was Keller Williams, uh, 185,000 agents worldwide. 
And then for me now, um, now that I'm not learning quite as much, even though I enjoy learning real estate, for me, I get a lot of referrals from all over the world now. Wow. So it's great. That brings me to the next question, actually. It's not like we're selling houses here in northern Georgia. I mean, we're sort of in a melting pot of central Florida. We see people coming in from all sorts of different countries. How does the international buyer affect what we're doing here in Central Florida with real estate? Well, what's great, Justin, is because we're so international, you know, Zillow has us as the number two appreciation market in 2019. Really? Yeah, Zillow. Okay? I had no idea. And it's funny because you'll hear a lot of agents say, oh, I don't like Zillow. No, this is what I'll tell you about Zillow. Zillow's done a great job attracting the client. So as long as you work with the people that you work with and you stay in touch with them as a realtor, they'll, they will tell Zillow, they'll, they'll get the Zillow information and call you. But what that relates to for us in Orlando is they've targeted us based on where we're at because 24% of our transactions are truly international transactions. No kidding. Mm -hmm. how, how do we market these houses to the international buyer? Well, you know, for me, what I do is uh, I went out and bought a Matterport 3D camera so I can uh, let people walk. You know, they could be, let's say somebody in Columbia yeah. wants to buy a second home here. They want to be near Disney. They've got plenty of money for yep. whatever reason. They can actually click on a link that, that is marketed internationally and walk through the house in 4K. It's fantastic. Unbelievable. I feel like most realtors have become drone operators as well. Have you noticed that? Oh, I have a lot absolutely. of realtors who are really good at operating these drones now. But let's be honest. I mean, these new shots that the drones are giving us are really important and really kind of show off the neighborhood and the house at the same time. How has technology really changed the way that we sell real estate? Let me give you an example, because it might not have even been 10 years ago, certainly 15 years ago. The agent would go into the house, right? Take four or five pictures, put it on an MLS, we're done. But it seems like this technology has really changed the way you sell houses. It, it actually has. What's nice is that the, you said you have power. You know, <laughs> The client now has power, right? If you think about it, the client can basically do almost everything a realtor can do now. So if we don't actually go up and above and raise our game as a realtor, JJ and I were talking earlier and she had some good points, but ultimately we have to stay ahead of the curve because they can get all this information online. Beautiful. Ray Lopez, Ray Lopez team. Now we're gonna show off a couple of your properties here. We're gonna take you through Maitland and Ocoee. And I love both of these areas and, and very different areas as well. Let, let's start in Maitland. Let's head down to Maitland, Ray Lopez. Let's show your listing on Castle. Wood. Tell me okay. about this. So the property on Castlewood, what's nice about it, it's in beautiful English estates. And what that means to most people is it's close to everything. Schools are good. Uh, English estates elementary, fantastic school. South Seminole Middle School, uh, Lake Howell High School. Again, really, really good schools. So if you're looking to, to live in a house with good schools because family is important, you know, it's got a pool, a giant pool deck. It's been upgraded inside, a lot of closet space you know, two car garage in the middle of, of Orlando, which what, is fantastic. What's the price point on this one? Uh, this one's two ninety nine nine. That's really good. What part of Maitland would you say? I don't know exactly what neighborhood that is. Where is that generally speaking in Maitland? Well, it's right in downtown. Well, it's a little bit south. It's, if you think about it, three streets over yeah. from Orange County. Oh, so okay. it's that close. Unbelievable. So. Beautiful home. If you have any questions or you want to go tour this house, we're going to show you more houses with Ray Lopez as well. But Ray would be happy to show you this home also. 407 205 
zero, zero. Let's head down to Akoe here for a moment because Akoe is one of these neighborhoods that's really, really close, not neighborhoods, but towns, cities, whatever, that's really, really close to the whole Dr. Phillips, Windermere area. Yep. But I think the price point might be a little more reasonable for some of us that can't afford Windermere. Absolutely. So this property on 3400 Kentshire uh, is actually priced at 445. We just put it on the market on sa on Saturday, and uh, we already have interest because it's truly right across the street from Windermere. Less taxes, and it's a beautiful home. It's on water, um, so that actually makes it very appealing. If uh, you know, you look, you see the drone shots. You talked about drone earlier. It really backs up to some beautiful uh, scenery. You have a giant uh, pool area, so outdoor living. The people that live there, they spend most of their time out, outdoors. And the reason they're selling it is because they want to get a bigger house. Okay. But what's nice about this house at 20, 20, 2,700 plus square feet, it's a 4.3. Okay. Yeah. And it's completely upgraded. It's, it's move-in ready. You said it's on the water. Florida's a little weird because we have we have lakes, we have oceans, and then we have you know little ponds, mm -hmm. too. Like my house, for instance, is... Yeah, you can call it waterfront, but I mean, it's, it's pretty much a little pond, you yep. know what I mean? How does the, the size of the lake really affect the value of the house? Okay, so this one is on a pond and a canal oh, oh, okay. that, that actually connects two ponds. Um, but the, the beauty of that is truly that you don't have to worry about neighbors behind you. Exactly. So peeking that, in. Great point. And uh, if you're living on a lake, now you're going to add three to $500,000 for the lot, depending on the size of the lot. Wow. So by living on the smaller pond slash canal, it can save you quite a bit of money. Is the difference in a, a lake versus a ski lake, is that huge in the difference of value of a house? Correct. The bigger the lake, the more, the more it's going to be. Don't you think some of these people who buy houses on lakes are worried about gators or no? Well, um, I would imagine they have to be at some point. Uh, but every waterway, even a small pond like this, could have a six-foot gator in it. Don't tell me that, Ray. <laughs> I always thought I had no uh, gators in my pond out, out back there. Welcome you really think that's true? Almost every pond has a um, gator? Most of them do, yes. You've ruined my day. This is gator mating. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> so. Ray go. Lopez, Ray Lopez team. We're going to bring Ray back in when we do the real estate roundtable closer to the end of the show. If you have any questions about the listings you've seen or any questions for Ray Lopez, give us a call. People are standing by. 407-205-0400 or visit You Have Power. Dot com bringing on another very special guest welcome to the program jj mackle how are you i'm great how are you so, so we were talking about ray he's under the umbrella of keller williams who do you work under i'm with regal real estate professionals and it's affiliated with christie's international real estate so we um, have some of the same points that Ray talked about with the importance of, of being international right now and reaching um, globally. All, a lot of our clients are international clients. Help me understand the difference because I get this question all the time. They'll say, oh, my realtor helped me with this or my agent helped with this or my broker. What are the differences in those three names? Well, the broker, you know, owns the company and, um, you know, all the agents work under the brokerage company um, and the, the agents, you know, work individually for the homes and work with um, clients. Got it. So it seems to me that there are a lot of brokers out there who actually own the, the company, so to speak. Right. But a lot of big time real estate agents that I know don't become brokers. They don't want to be brokers. They want to have their team that works under the broker, right? Well, have you get, noticed that? We get to focus on the fun. Oh, gotcha. um, you know, some people do make the decision to become a broker, and I think that's a great decision. For me personally, I don't want to deal with the liability, yeah. um, and I'm able to focus um, more on marketing, more on the personal connection with my clients. Um, I, I enjoy being an agent. Um, 
versus a broker. <laughs> People come in my office all the time and they say, Justin, can I hire you for a thousand bucks? I'm going to cut the agent out altogether. I'm going to go to Ace Hardware down the street <laughs> and get a sign that says for sale by owner. I'm going to put it right there in the ground. And I'm going to sell this puppy myself. I'm always like, look, I'd love to have your thousand bucks or whatever, but save it. I am recommending that you hire an agent to sell this property. What are your thoughts on for sale by owner? Um, I think it's a good idea to go with an agent. You can always negotiate um, price, but the big thing is having a, a person that's certified in the industry. Um, you deal with issues coming up all the time, legal issues, and you want to make sure that you have a professional handling that transaction. On a couple of the for sale by owners that I've done, I've actually helped the owner out, um, which, you know, with the transaction brokerage right. information, you know, I wanted them to sign that sheet yeah. um, just because you're working for them at that point. But um, they really did need some assistance. And it's you reach a higher basket of buyers. Um, your reach is I think you get a higher asking price, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is your thought when someone does finally decide to hire an agent to sell their home, to list their property for sale, but then they come in and tell their agent, look, I only want to show the property on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights because, you know, Johnny has football. Hey, what do you think about putting those kind of restrictions on your agent to sell this biggest asset that you have? Well, of course, we want to respect the seller's wishes um, and we work around their schedule. But obviously, you're trying to sell your house and buyers want to see it right then and right that, you know, right now. Um, so it's always good to have less restrictions. But of course, we work around the seller's wishes. I think a lot of people are also still scared of putting a lockbox on their house because they really think, you know, the keys to the front door are in this little compartment. Have lockbox, has lockbox technology changed to where it's mostly digital so I don't have just the keys dangling around the front door? Yes, it's actually been wonderful. Um, a combo lockbox is a little scarier, the old school combination, because, you know, anyone could get in and that code is out there. But on an electronic lockbox, the ALB, um, only a realtor can open, only a licensed real estate professional can open. And it also sort of, it logs in who's come into the house. So you know who's coming in and coming out. Um, and I always think it's wise anyway for agents to stop by occasionally and check on the property mm -hmm. and make sure that all the lights have been turned out and the doors are secure. Um, just to check on your properties if they're vacant especially what is the code to my lockbox well it's one two three four right oh, no. <laughs> that's that's not what we want to do so no. but i think the lockbox technology certainly has changed i don't think it's something you need to be super worried about happening right no good deal all right so now we're you're going to take us on a tour here through a couple different areas as well we're going to start in baldwin park then we're going to hit winter park now this house here in baldwin park harston avenue what a property it's gorgeous. It's on a corner lot. It was one of the original lottery lots in Baldwin Park. What does um, that mean? It means that it was one of the premier lots, premium lots, that you had to enter a lottery just to... Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. The, the owner is fabulous and was excited to be able to get it. It has a lake view of Lake Susanna, um, and that's from four rooms um, of the property. It also has a commercial grade kitchen, an outdoor kitchen with Bosch appliances, um, it has a guest apartment, and oh. the rental income pays for the owner's taxes. Wow. So, yes, that's a nice nice, um, nice thing. And then um, it is probably a six, seven-minute 
walk from um, Baldwin Park Village. Wow. Its location also for traffic patterns is is wonderful because it has several in and out points. So, you know, when we have our lovely Orlando traffic, you can get in and out quite efficiently. Nice. It's also zoned for Baldwin Park Elementary, Glen Ridge Middle, and then also Winter Park High School. What's the price point on this one? It is one million five six five. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful home, though. How did the so Baldwin Park, much like Celebration and some other areas of town, where these, I don't know if you call them planned communities or whatever. I mean, do you find that these communities hold value better than just regular communities, or same, or any difference? Baldwin Park is on fire right really? now. Really? Yes, it's attracting very it, it, wonderful businesses. Um, I see even more businesses, and the um, out. The areas around it are also attracting businesses. So I think we're growing at a very healthy rate. Um, so yes, I would definitely say they hold their value and go up in value. Awesome. All right, let's head down to Winter Park now. This is the property on Westchester. Tell me about this one. This one's in Orin Manor. Um, it's priced at 874K and for a, it's being priced under a million. I think it has a million dollar upgrades. Um, it was built in 1925, and it's been maintained immaculately. The upgrades, um, it has mission cabinetry. You're seeing also some virtual staging, um, which I think is a really good resource um, for MLS now because we're taking a property that is more traditional and putting a more contemporary flair on it um, to attract different buyers but it has all the right um, upgrades. It's on a double lot. It originally was two properties that the owner combined into one. Um, it has lots of first floor entertaining space. Um, the master's on the main level. It has um, an in-law suite, a detached in-law suite that has a bedroom and a bathroom and a closet. Um, so perfect for guests. Has a two-car garage. The old garage was where the in-law suite was created. and. Honestly, it looks to me like um, a Hollywood-style property. I mean, you could film a movie on it. It's gorgeous. Wow. Um, it's, both properties are great for entertaining. If you are talking to a, a potential client who's looking to sell their home, and they are willing to do a few upgrades here and there to spend a little bit of money to get the house ready to go to really maximize the value, where should I start? I think with paint, for one, because it freshens up the entire place. And as Ray and I were talking earlier about the market pulse, the um, homes that are going fastest right now are the ones that are renovated or they're new. And so the other ways um, you can sell your property fast is by staging or by decluttering, making it look fresh. Um, so white paint, um, maybe painting the cabinets would be a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that goes back, Justin, to your for sale by owner versus on your own. Right. A yes. realtor can give you those tips to Absolutely. get you highest and best in today's market. Beautiful. JJ Mackle, thank you for being thank here. You. You're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable as well, I hope, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> if, if you have any questions about the listings that JJ showed you today, or you want to make an offer, or you just want to go see them, give us a call right now. People are standing by to answer your call. 407 205 0400, or you can visit the website youhavepower.com. Now we've reached the point of the show that we're all excited about. This is where we take your questions. It's time for the Real Estate Roundtable. Are you two ready for this? We are we ready. ready. We're we ready. We've got some tough Speed questions run. here tonight, but uh, I think we can get through them. So if you have any questions or you want us to actually read your question on the air, go to the website youhavepower.com and you can ask me directly right there and maybe we'll get to your question 
right here on You Have Real Estate. All right, let's go to Brian and Maitland. He says, Justin, how do you see the real estate market for the rest of the year? So, you know, Zillow, again, has this as the number two appreciation market in America. So what that means to us as realtors and buyers and sellers is we're going to have a very hot market. You know, we're in April. We're in the middle of the summer selling season, even though it's spring. So we're going to have a really, really hot market all into, all the way till about July. Okay. And then what happens when people are starting to slow down buying houses because their kids are relocating, you know, then we go into the September, October, a little bit of a slower time. Um, the, the house prices will stay strong because like JJ had said earlier, we are Central Florida and people are moving here. We have a lot of companies coming to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why our economy is so strong. But we're going to have the normal market shift from season to season, even though as Florida, we don't really have a winter, but it does slow down a little bit in the sure. winter time. JJ, what do you think? I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, typically in the winter and in the fall, you sometimes will get empty nesters coming in or people looking for smaller homes. But yes, in the spring and summer, um, we just see nonstop activity, lots of activity. And it's a good time to have open houses, brokers opens, yep. and just really get out there. Let's just address the elephant in the room then. We were there. (laughs) You you and I were, we did it together basically 2008, 2009. You know, Mm -hmm. we all remember what happened back then. We had a a terrible economic collapse here. The real estate market crashed. Are we heading in that direction again? Well, this is what I'll tell you. And I talked to an economist two years ago when I was selling his house. (laughs) And he says, well, Ray, you know, uh, it's been a couple of years. We've had a good market. Are we going to do what we did 10 years ago? And my question to him was, when's the last time that we had a collapse like 08 and 09, where a quarter of the banks went under, uh, everybody was hurting around the world? You know, when's the last time as, as a nation or as the world did we have a collapse like that? And he says, well, he thought about it for a second and said it had to be a, the Great Depression. And I said, okay, okay that was in 1930-something. So do we really think that we're going to collapse like that again? Probably not. Nobody has a crystal ball. But what I will tell you is this new market is built on good credit and cash. Absolutely agree. So, you know, back in the day, you had a pulse and a pen. You get a loan. That's you, right. know, you could be making five bucks an hour, essentially, and they'd give you a million dollar house. Now, while lending has certainly eased up, it's nowhere near where it was in 2006, right? That's right. So I think I think you're right. I, I don't see it happening either. Could we have a little correction? Sure. I think we could have a correction. Mm-hmm. I think lenders have gotten into really filtering out um, the restrictions and and making sure that they are pre-approved and getting the, I mean, because what I found out I was a pre-approved for was much lower than I had thought. Um, But that was just, you know, I needed to make sure I had the right tax returns. Exactly. You're not seeing the 0% anymore that caused all this chaos. Exactly. All right. So Maria in Kissimmee says, should I let my agent have an open house? Absolutely. Um, I think anything to light a fire is always a good thing. And there's always that one buyer that walks in or, and it's a, it's a good resource for agents. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's a good resource for agents. I always um, tell the other buyers agents that I'm having an open house and please come and visit them. Right. Um, I think an open house is a great resource. Ray Lopez. Well, and I agree. I always try to uh, push an open house. And the reason I say push is because more traffic means more eyes means better, better offers. So I agree with JJ. There's no downside to an open house if done correctly. 
you know that's that's just the long and short of it what should be on the uh, on the menu at an open mm-hmm. house cookies well you know, snacks I, I would say that you know what we do is we door knock the neighborhood and invite the neighbors okay we do that either a couple hours before or the day before and what what that allows us to do is to meet the neighbors and to see if they know anybody in the neighborhood looking to buy or sell right. and or if they have any relatives that might be moving into a great neighborhood because they live there and then the day of the uh, open house, we put a lot of signs out to make sure that we get a lot of traffic. And then ultimately, yes, we do the cookies, we do a basket, we do a giveaway for anybody willing to give their information to us for, so we can keep in touch with them. Do we you also, find, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yes. We also um, call the other agents and see about their open houses. So we can all sort of have the same traffic right. and they can there you go. have a little tour of homes. But And we're ambassadors to the house. So we wanna make sure the open house basically presents the house in the fashion they want. Say yes to the open house. Yes, is what I'm yes. hearing 100%. right now. But maybe there's another open that we want to say no to. And let's go to Wayne in Lake Mary. He says, I was contacted by Open Door. And they asked me, or, or they made an offer on my house. Should I sell to them? Uh, a couple things on Open Door. First and foremost, I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they're a company. You're allowed to. <laughs> but, but that's okay. Um, you know, it, it, if for the right person, maybe it is right. But if you know that these people are going to, they're basically open door on an offer pad, they are truly investors. And we have to keep that in front of us. And what I mean by that is they're going to take your home, they're going to buy your home, and they're going to put a little bit of money in it, and they're going to flip it. So let me ask you, where does that money come from? Yeah, I don't know. You, I mean, JJ, that money, hard-earned seller equity. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, oh, good point. You're leaving money on the table. There you go. <laughs> so... so if you call your realtor, your realtor is going to give you those tips. So then you can make the money and not open door. That's right. And, and so there's open door, offer pad. Are there any other similar outfits that I need to watch out for? Uh, purple bricks. Okay. Uh, so purple brick, what they do is they come in for thirty-seven fifty, and they actually will market your house. The, they, they say that they'll stay with you after that. The, the, the hard part is once you pay them, whether it, the house sells or not, you've paid them and they're gone. So hmm. would you rather pay a realtor a commission when they perform or would you rather pay a company up front for not performing? Sure. I think let's uh, definitely let you perform and I'm happy to pay yeah. the fee. I think that's the other thing that Ray's touching on. Um, I'm also hearing stories of hidden fees and whereas a realtor, their commission is disclosed up front, you know, everything is discussed up front. And the problem is at the end of the deal to have some surprises is never a good thing. I see advertisements sometimes for this whole, I'll sell your house for 500 bucks or we'll do 1% (laughs) fees. What is this? Well, you get what you pay for. So, um, you know, there are companies out there that will put it on the MLS and then for that $500, they're gone. Right. So if we truly want to market the property, because I think JJ would, would agree with me that we are realtors by name, but truly we're marketers by nature. So if we know how to market the house, and you saw uh, the two houses that I have and the two that JJ have, the pictures are beautiful. We put them on many, many websites. So we push it out to the world because ultimately 90% of the, the, the U.S. public starts online. So if it only goes on the MLS and you put a sign in the yard, what, what's really being seen at that point. Exactly. I think that goes with pride of ownership too in our listings. Um, like Ray was discussing, we work tirelessly on the marketing remarks. We work on marketing the area, the photos, the aerial mm-hmm. photos, and just presenting it in a way that they will get the top dollar. Yeah. Last question real quickly. Is there a best month of the year to list my property for sale? What I would say is I wouldn't say one month, 
I would say April, May, and June are the best months, with April and May being the top two. And then June, you have to remember, if July's kind of the cutoff time to get top dollar, now, do I list properties in August? Right. If I talk to them in August, yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you're thinking about selling your house and getting top dollar, it's the middle of April right now. And it sounds cliche, but truly, if you want to appeal to the bigger buyer pool now, in my my opinion, is the time. How about you, JJ? I, I would agree. I mean, from the market pulse that we constantly get, the numbers don't lie. So Ray Lopez, JJ Mackle. What an awesome job today. Great information. I'm so glad you guys could make so it. much fun. Thank you for thank having you. us. You're yeah. always welcome to come back anytime. And thank you for joining us today for another edition of You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. If you have any questions about anything that you've seen today, give us a call 407-205-0400 or visit the website youhavepower.com see you right back here next week for another edition of you have real estate